I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 163 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just chilling on this lovely Sunday morning, almost afternoon. The weather is at a slow decline this week. Next week will be high temperatures, and weeks after that, we'll start going down. And I don't know why I'm telling the weather, but that's just how we're starting today's episode. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm in, like, limbo right now with just, you know, jobs and, you know, with job search and everything. And, you know, it's like I look at everything, and I'm like... Should I do this? Should I do that? And like last last couple seconds, I'm like, should I be a weather person? I'm gonna nix that off the list. I don't <laughs> think I should be a weather person. Okay. I mean, it's but. also good to know what you don't want to be. Yeah, exactly. It's like you look at jobs and you're like, well, I definitely don't want to do that. But it's definitely frustrating because you know you look at applications. And it's like the joke where you need 30 years of experience and you're only like 15 or something. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I want to work. Like, I have a degree. I want to use it. You know, I need to fight for my right to party. You know, how am I supposed to do that? But, yeah, it it's interesting. But it's nice to, you know, get my mind off of stuff like that by watching the Great British Baking Show. The best. So good. It is. I started um, one of the newer seasons, the first one without Mary Berry. Oh, okay. And I miss Mary Berry so much, but I'm, I'm, I like Prue. I like Prue. I mean, I don't like her quite as much as I like Mary, but I still like her. And I like, I like, um, so Mel and Sue are gone now too, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I liked Mel and Sue. What did you think of I them? love them. Um, I have, I have a, a, a huge crush on Sue Perkins. I think she's amazing. She's great. Um, they're actually in a really, oh, what's it called? There's a, uh, 
comedy they did. I think it's called Hitmen, where they where they play Hitmen. Um, I've only seen like a, the first couple episodes. I think there are six, and I only saw like two. But I need to go back and watch the rest of that because it's very funny. But I also I also really like um, Sandy and and Noel. I love Noel. So funny. Oh my god, he's fantastic. I just love I love him. I love his insane wardrobe. I love like the very beginning when they're talking about going inside the tent and he talks about, you know, how he's never been camping before. And it's like, oh no, you don't sleep in the tent. And then it was cake week. And, you know, someone put real flowers on the cake and Prue was like, you know, I don't really like um decorations that you know you can't eat and then he just puts the flowers in his mouth <laughs> that's what i'm like i think i like these hosts like i even smell and sue but i'm like this yeah. is this is comedy gold yeah they're they're fun and and yeah noel's noel's great oh, fantastic how are you doing what's what's going on in the world of emily lind uh, you know, not much. It's been a been a maybe a not great weekend on a personal some personal levels, but uh, you know, just getting by and things aren't too terrible. And at a at a nice long uh, Skype call with my beloved fiance Chris Fresh this weekend, and I also hopped on a Zoom call for um, Dallas's birthday. And I saw like Andy Campbell and Turbo and Josh Nelson and a bunch of other people. And I, I like, unfortunately, I was like, I couldn't like they'd already been on for a couple hours when I got on. But it was good to good to at least chat for a little bit. Oh, that's wonderful. I hope Dallas had a good birthday. Happy birthday to Dallas if you are listening. But that's fun. Yeah, I'm sorry about the personal, non-personal bullshit. That sucks. But it's nice when you have you know, loved ones to, you know, Skype with or talk to with about stuff like that. It makes makes it all better. Yeah. Other than that, no, I'm trying to think if I did anything else and I haven't really. Oh, oh, I did. And this is directly related to Fresh, but I watched the um, the Masters of the Universe movie from like 86, 87, the, the He-Man movie with um, Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella as Skeletor and Courtney Cox mm. for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, he won. What you want to Because Chris wanted me to. And I had nothing better to do. Wow. It was like, it was late. It was, you know, I wasn't doing, it was like Friday night. I wasn't doing anything. Looking for something to watch. Wow, that's a marriage right there, you know, <laughs> like watching shitty eighties fantasy movies. Yeah. Um no, Frank Lodella Skeletor is amazing. Everything else is complete garbage, including the fact that like almost the entire movie takes place on Earth instead of like actually being a you know, set on Eternia with the He Man and the Masters of the Universe. But That's funny. Well, it must have been an experience. Yeah, you know, like I had not, like I had seen, I had seen bits and pieces of it through, you know, like either like scrolling through 
TV or like, you know, just like YouTube and people on Twitter. But I never like actually watched the movie. No, it's garbage. Just, oh, yeah, just, obviously. Just terrible. Um, the effects are bad. The plot is non-existent. The acting's terrible, except for Frank Langella. Um, and also, there's just not much of He-Man or the Masters of the Universe, which seems seems to be a problem in your Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, that's the problem, is, like, who are the Masters of the Universe? Because, I mean, like, you only see, like, He-Man and the Skeletor dude... And then, like, whenever I think of He-Man, I think of, like, there's this there was this video of him, like, singing. Like, is there singing in this? Not that I know of. I can't remember singing. Oh. Is there singing in the animated I one? don't know. I don't, I don't think He-Man's ever been a musical. Oh, I mean, it could not be a musical, but, I mean, there could be, like, musical aspects, you know, like... One one episode, you know, He Man could like break out into song, which I mean, it's that's normal. We all do that, but I don't know. That's what I associate He Man with. It's just like singing. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm I'm sure if anybody knows what you're talking about, it'll be fresh, and he'll be like, "Oh no, this is totally the thing." Or else I'll just get a baffled DM being like, "What the fuck is Brittany talking about?" <laughs> Either way. I bet you get those DMs a lot. <laughs> I mean, most of the time when it's with when it's stuff related to the show, it's being mad about something that I said. But or or the or or no, really? or being mad about Legos. Which is my oh. favorite thing. That that kicked off quite the storm. It did. And I'm not going to say the word because I feel like I have tormented our lovely friend and monster, Chris Fresh, enough. So I'm going to you know, leave the, the the verbiage to you. Okay. I'm Yeah. When you mean Legos, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And I'm playing with Legos and saying Legos. Mm-hmm. I fully and, support yeah. it. Hanging out with some Jedis, playing Legos. I love them Jedis. I loved that robot chicken sketch um, with George Bush when he found out that he was a Jedi. That one was always funny. Oh, I never saw any of those. We used to watch them a lot when we were kids. I remember... um, uh, I I saw Talladega Nights when I was like in like sixth or seventh grade, and um, God, I don't even know if this is going to go on the podcast. This is terrible. Um, I we oh, we were allowed to watch like PG thirteen movies or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, of course, with our like parents around or yada yada yada. But um, because of me, that kind of changed. Because I remember we were out to dinner once and, you know, my mom was talking about how one of her friends had to get surgery and, like, there was, like, a line in the movie about, like, someone getting, like, their testicles removed. And I thought it was, like, tonsils or something. So I asked my mom if she had to get her her testicles taken out. And that (gasps) was the end of getting... 
unrated movies or PG-13 movies. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch The Hangover until I was 14. Like, that's how bad it was because I asked at a restaurant if my mom's friend had her testicles taken out. Wow. Good job. Good job, little Brittany. Thank you. And that's the thing is that I wasn't, it wasn't even explained to me why it was bad. It was just bad. They, as soon as I said that, they're like, we're, we're going to throw away that movie and we're going to get the unrated version. You cannot watch this ever again. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck are testicles? I mean, now I, I mean, now I know, like, I know 100% what testicles are. I hope you actually said what the fuck are testicles. No, I didn't even know what fuck was or like the word. I remember being in like elementary school, my friend being like, do you know what the F word is? I'm like, no. And then she whispered in my ear and I couldn't hear her. So I'm like, what is this F word? Wow. That's amazing. The sheltered life of Brittany. (laughs) I don't remember like when I first swore. Or when I, like, learned what swear words were. Yeah. I know. It's it's interesting, you know, as you become, like, an adult. And, you know, when it's appropriate versus inappropriate to use, like, curse words. Like, I remember when, um, like, a, we never used to say, like, fuck in front of our parents. We would say shit because, like, shit is, like, Everyone says shit. Everyone says shit. Uh, damn it. Uh, whatever. But I remember, like, my sister coming back from Florida. She used to live in Florida. She moved back home. And her just, like, throwing around fuck, be like, fuck this. And we're my brother and I are like, oh, my God. Like, we aren't allowed to say that. The, the cursed words, even though we were in our 20s already. But now we're just like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, well, the moral of the story is, you know, if if you're, no, I was going to say, if you're a child listening to this, God, hope not. Please, God, no. But yeah, um, maybe don't let your kids watch Taldega Nights or explain to them what testicles are before watching Taldega Nights. Yeah, or yeah, just show them and answer their questions when they have them. Exactly. <sighs> Uh, should we should we dive into some Star Wars stuff? Yeah, we might as well, or else I'll go back and you know talk about like Pangaea or something ridiculous. <laughs> okay, um, there's a little. I mean, there's some stuff. Nothing, nothing huge, but there was some interesting things. One is that this week, uh, the Del Rey Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out little like the titles and snippets from all 40 stories in the upcoming Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Um, if you don't know, this is, yeah, it's it's 40 short stories by 40 different authors um, for the 40th anniversary that they did a similar book for A New Hope. And yeah, there's some. Did you were you following along with any of this, Britt? Um, a little bit, not too much. Um, I I like surprises. Oh, okay. Because I think I want to actually read this. So, what were some of like the well, 
Yeah, what were just like some little tip? Were they interesting tips? Yeah, or yeah, what? they were just like you know, it was basically like giving the title and author, and then like you know maybe saying like what character was, and then there was like a they did like a graphic with and like just you know like a couple sentences from the story and like a little like silhouetted icon with it. Um, yeah, there's some interesting ones. Um, we're getting quite a few like stuff from imperial point of views there's there's a there's a veer story there's a piet one um i believe ray sloan's coming back um seth dickinson who's the author i've talked about before um who's the one i'm most excited about is also doing like a imperial based story and looks like super cool and political and that's what i mean that's what he does um his his Baru Cormont books are like some of the most complex uh, political fantasy I've ever read, and he's brilliant. So I'm, just, I'm excited to see what he's got to do there. But there's also like some offbeat ones. Like there's one from the point of view of the chef on Cloud City who is making the meal for when Vader comes. And there's one like, not just like it's not like we knew there was going to be like a tauntaun story but it's not just like about the tauntaun it's like from the tauntaun's perspective wow um there's a willrow hood story from rob hart and now this one like i don't even know if i'll like this story or not because it might be too weird and I can't remember who's doing it. Let me see. Oh, um, Tracy Dion, who I don't know, but has written a story from the perspective of the cave on Dagobah. And now certainly I wouldn't want to read a whole novel like that, but I think for a short story, even if I don't like it, I I like the fact that they're doing some offbeat, more like interesting things. Like that seems like a story that could go really like badly wrong, but I just I think it's cool that they're that they're doing something that's so like off kilter. That's so interesting from the perspective of the cave. That's. I would have never have thought to do something like that. That's so creative. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of authors here that we like that, or, you know, that have been involved in Star Wars before, you know, Jason Fry, who did the great um, adaptation, um, novelization of The Last Jedi. Um, Daniel Jose Older has a story in this. Um Alexander Freed, who did the um, Alphabet, I think he did the Alphabet Squadron books. Um, Kevin Scott's got a story in here. Delilah Dawson, yeah, Delilah Dawson actually wrote the the Tauntaun story, so I'm excited for that. That's exciting. Yeah, this is great. It's a great birthday present for you to or give to yourself. Have you already pre-ordered it? Yeah, I just I, I went ahead, so I. It should be here on my birthday. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, you know, like, and there's a lot of, like, I think, I mean, obviously the, the one for New Hope is really, sorry, really hit or miss. 
Because you, of course it is, because it's it's forty stories from forty different authors. You're not gonna like everything, but oh, I hope we get another Boba Fett. There is another Boba Fett, actually. <laughs> I I don't believe it's the same author though, so maybe it'll actually be good. Is John Hamm still gonna play Boba Fett? Oh, I don't. I haven't heard anything about the audio version. That would be interesting. I mean, God bless John Hamm. Like, I'll just, I just like to listen to the man speak. I think he's got a good, like, performance voice. But, and I think it was like independently, John Hamm voicing Boba Fett is hilarious. It's just in that story. Yeah. Hey, um, I just got a very interesting tweet from your fiance, Chris Fresh. Okay. And it says... Live breaking news. Live breaking news. Hey, Canto Brit. Any. And he spelled it A-N-Y. Miss you. (laughs) Thanks, Fresh. (sighs) He's a little stinker, that Chris Fresh. I know, but like, I love it. I love it. It just—I don't know if I just love the attention. I don't know if I just—I—I I just love it. Thank you. I mean, I just—that is so. Um, what I love about that is if you don't know what's going on, it just actually does seem like a sweet little message, and not him trolling you and purposely getting your name wrong. Of course, but you know me—I'm going to be as cordial as possible. You know, there we go. <sighs> lovely. Lovely, lovely. But yeah, that seems like a good, interesting book. Yeah, it's interesting what voices that they're going to do, you know, what people they're going to get to, you know, for the audio version. But who knows? Yeah. Um, and actually... Um, we have something else, but I want to I wanna like stick with books, and that is because they also released the. Uh, well, it, I mean, it's a book, so I uh, it's it's static and not actually crawling by, but it's the opening crawl for the Star Wars High Republic. And it kind of because they they put it like they put the graphic together, so it looks like you know like it's like fading off into the background. But I'm sort of annoyed by that because it really all it does is make it harder to read. But anyway, it is. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as a magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a terrifying new adversary. Now the guardians of peace and justice must face a threat to themselves the galaxy and the force itself. I had the theme music playing in my head as you were reading it, and it seems like a legit Star Wars crawl. Like it, it gets it gets me excited to you know potentially read this or to hear about this. You know to you know find out the stories and you know gain some great new characters. I do, and I don't know if we knew this before because I've always sort of like been dipping in and out of this news. But the idea that the 
this like these we know there's like this new and i forget the name of them this new like race comes in that's a threat but i but i think the fact that it's a threat to the force itself is maybe a new detail and that is potentially really interesting because i don't know what that means yeah i mean hopefully it's it's actually something and not just them being dramatic but what i remember was just it was just like a bunch of it was pirates right and they were on like a pirate ship some sort of like marauding powerful species but i like the idea that maybe there's something in them that can i mean not like the the what are the lizards that nullify force powers not like that but just like somehow that they're able to like have some sort of effect on like the metaphysics of what the force is could be could be really cool yeah it's funny that whenever i think of the high republic now i think of uh johnny grasso from uh your podcast the pop culture hour the other day he tweeted about um this and how excited and intrigued he was until he reminded himself that it was a book because <laughs> if you know johnny grasso you know that johnny grasso doesn't read and I don't know. It, it's interesting because, like, yeah, this is, you know, material that we're going to get, like, in the books. But I feel like it it could be on Disney Plus or on something else. But at the same time, like, I think it's so cool that we're getting, I wouldn't say, like, our own version of, like, the expanded universe. But we're getting something new and something, you know, from books. Because that's how a lot of people really like, you know storytelling and reading about character development in books so i'm glad that those people get their version of star wars that they've always wanted because our version of star wars obviously is like the movies you know tv shows etc etc but you know what about the books and this is perfect for the book people no and i i'm I'm happy for it to start in books and i you know like look i and a lot of people have said this i feel like if this proves to be really popular, I think this is a way to like test the waters and we might see like a High Republic set show and not like a straight adaptation of the books because they don't tend to do that. But, you know, it'll make them, you know, g- maybe give them s- some more faith in doing a show or a movie set in a previously unknown time period because they s- they've seen so hesitant to do that that I think the books are a way to to put out feelers and, and see if that, like, does work. Like, I, I, ha- I totally believe there's already, you know, not, like, in production, but early stages of potential shows and animated shows set in this period. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to get to know these new characters, but also like Yoda's in this, right? Yeah. Hmm. There's always one form of, hey, there's a thing that we know or a character that we know, but no, nah, it's okay. You know, it's like the Mandalorian. You know, we got a little bit of old, we got a little bit of new, and the new was really good, and the old was good too. But yeah. Oh, the other thing is there was um, New York Comic Con was happening virtually this weekend and there was a Lucasfilm publishing panel and one of the things they talked about 
what that they're going to be exploring in the High Republic. And I don't I don't know whether whether this is all the books that touch on this or whether it's like one. And I don't know if it was one of the specific authors talking or not, but they talked about how they want to explore the way the different Jedi interpret the force and what it is and what it means to them that it's not just a monolithic thing and that everybody has their own like sort of view of what it is and i think that that could also be really cool like that's that's an interesting thing to talk about it's an interesting thing to explore it's there's so much room there in terms of because that's you know it's if if you're looking at it as a scientific thing or a religious thing like everybody's going to experience that differently and it's going to mean different things to them. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for this to come out and for, I don't know. I know that a lot of people are excited about this, so I'm happy for them. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the, that one. And you know, it could be one of the many, many books I've started and then got three chapters into and went, nah, and merrily go on my way to something else. But I'm hoping that I... I'm hoping I at least like the... The Charles Sewell one is that's like the main like adult novel. And it is the one that I think is most setting. Like what the future of the higher pop books are. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, and the other thing that happened is your friend Ewan McGregor says that right now Obi-Wan is due to start filming in March of next year. That's exciting. I'm a little hesitant because as much as I love Ewan McGregor, he, he needs to... D- 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 don't 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 tell us things because like you know it gets us excited and like what if it's not you know just 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 yeah i i don't know like i i i always hate when not when actors like speak for you know you know their projects or yada 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 but like i would expect like star wars to be like hey we're filming this soon but of course like star wars isn't so i mean like star wars never does that i guess props to him for being like hey we're doing this but like I feel like I'm let down so much by Star Wars that even him saying, hey, we're filming, we're starting filming this soon. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't believe it, but okay. I mean, considering we just got another like big batch of 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 movies being delayed, like Batman got kicked to 2022. um, So did the new uh, Jurassic World movie. Uh, James Bond got pushed back a couple months, and my guess is is gonna end up getting pushed back again. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and, and you know, filming is a different thing, and then you know, especially if they're using the volume, they can probably do some more social distancing. And I know there's stuff in production now, but I mean, there's also stuff in production that is getting shut down, like that, which like Jurassic World, like shut down because there was a positive COVID test. Batman shut down because of a positive COVID test. So uh, March is not that far away. That's crazy. Yeah. 
I feel like there's been so many like outbreaks with, you know, things, you know, starting up again, you know, like movies and, you know, sports. Like I know that, you know, some football games have been canceled because there's been COVID outbreaks, but I'm not sure how Star Wars is going to do, you know, with filming and, you know, just like the health precautions or et cetera, et cetera, because I think they're getting people from all over the place to to, you know, come and film this and, you know, they're going to have to quarantine them for a couple weeks so then, you know, get them tested. You know, how many times a week are they going to get tested or day or yada, yada, yada. Like, it just, there's just so many questions. Yeah, so this is like one of those things I'm like, that that maybe seems a little bit optimistic, but, you know, I'm happy to, to know that it's still, you know, going forward because there was like a little bit of a drama over like some, like, scrapping of a bunch of scripts and you know people have been waiting a long time for this show so I hope it happens I hope so too but then again I've been let down by Star Wars so much that I wouldn't be surprised if they cancelled this too so (laughs) I'm gonna believe it when I see it on my screen Uh, should we go to some listener questions of course. Here, let me pull them up now. We got a lot. Yeah, we put out the call on Twitter and we got some responses. Do, do, do. Um, I'll start with the one we got from our very good friend, the lovely Jesse. And she says, out of curiosity, I'll ask you guys the same question I sent to Blue Harvest this week. Would you ladies rather live a long and happy life as a Star Wars side character or be remembered for dying an early hero's death? Part two, what would your ideal role be either way? Oh, this is easy. I'd, I'd want to live a long and healthy life, of course. Or happy life, healthy too, you know, as a side character. Like, I, I don't care about, you know, being like the star. I mean, of course, I'd love to be the star of the show. You know, who doesn't want to be the star of the show? But I mean, there's the possibility that as the star of the show, like, I'm not going to live a long and happy life. But, you know, as a side character, it's guaranteed. So, yeah, I'll chill in my, you know, long and happy life, you know, eating good, like, doing fun Star Wars things. So that sounds delightful. What about you, Emily? Oh, no, I, I don't need a hero's death. I don't care how people remember me after I'm dead. I'm dead. Like, dead is dead. Like, I don't need to be a hero. I can just, I want a long, happy life. Or just a happy life. It doesn't even have to be particularly long. But happy life. And I would want to be, you know, like, like maybe like owning a cool cantina somewhere on some planet. Or like a an old, an old a bookstore on on some outer rim world where I like can collect lots of like first edition books from all sorts of different alien species. Yeah. I don't know what I'd want to do. I just want to help people. I want to help people with like problems or like education like what if they want to get into like the big top star wars school i want to help them get to that or like i don't know you could be a star you could be a guidance counselor 
I could be a Star Wars guidance counselor. I can help the young Jedi, you know, decide, like, do I want to be a Jedi or, you know, do I want to be, I don't know. But it's like, you don't have to be a Jedi. You can be anything you want to be, you know. You have all these skills and you're capable of doing anything that you can dream of. So, yeah, of course, do this. I should just, like, go in a time machine and go to Star Wars and maybe I'll find better luck getting a job in <laughs> Star Wars land. Yeah. Maybe they may have, they have some, like, I'm, I bet I bet that if you go through the Imperial Academy, there's some, like, really good job placement programs. You know, probably. That'd be cool. So you could just, like, pick out of a hat, you know? Or like in Harry Potter where like, you know, there's a sorting hat, you know, and it's going to tell you, okay, you're in Gryffindor, but also fuck J.K. Rowling. But um, (laughs) what would your ideal role be uh, either way? Same thing, you know, uh, a long, happy life? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like living just, you know, like living in a shop somewhere or, or like... I want to, I want to own like a cool little art gallery, you know, that would be cool too, like on Cloud City or something. Yeah, I I agree. Just want to, you know, be happy, you know, be with the ones I love, eat the things I love, go to places I love, you know, there's, maybe live on Naboo, you know, there's a bunch of beautiful scenery at Naboo. God, think about all the nice hikes you can go on in Naboo. Fantastic. I want, I want to have like a. A little, like, vacation cabin on Endor. Ooh, that'd be fun. I wonder if it snows on Endor. I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty temperate, but we only, I mean, we only see it the... Well, I mean, then, I mean, there is the idea that the whole uh, battle, like, in Duster, I think, ended up with, like, nuclear winter, which is not the same thing, but... You know, before that, before that, they might have some, you know, maybe there's like, maybe there's real, maybe there's a like bit that's like mountainous on the other side of the, of that beautiful forest moon is mountains and there's some good skiing or something. That's where Star Wars Santa would live. Okay. I think Star Wars Santa is an Ewok because like everyone loves, well, except for Carlos, everyone loves Ewoks. And instead of coal in your stocking, if you're bad, they kill you and eat you. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> well, that's that would fucking scare children, you know. Instead of oh, you're not getting any presents, you're gonna fucking get killed by Ewoks. Oh no! Thank you, Jesse, for the email or the. Uh, answering the the twitter answering the twitter that's a new one um what other uh we got one from colton which is preferred pasta type stems from a discussion with my partner of the merits of mac and cheese versus shells and cheese love the pod uh thank you colton i am very much a shells and cheese person over mac and cheese you know this is really hard for me because I don't know pasta types. I just eat pasta. I mean, obviously not now. Like, the only pasta I eat are, like, like the whole wheat pasta. But I don't eat that that much. Whole wheat pasta is not very good. 
Eh, it's not. But I mean, if you just like put things in it, like, you know, good like tomato sauce or something or like some cheese or um, I love ravioli, like ravioli, ravioli. Uh, I love tortellini. Oh, tortellini is good. Uh, fettuccine noodles are okay. Um, I love like the twisted, the twisted noodles. Like those are good. Martini? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I like I like shells. I like that you know you get the they they hold the sauce nicely and they have a good texture. Um, if I'm gonna do like a long pasta, I would go for for an angel hair or a thinner spaghetti because um, I like that. Um, though I think, and this is going into a different food culture, but I think my favorite like noodles. Like just to like to eat our udon noodles, because they're mm. so chewy, and like they like I like I just I think they have the best texture. They have a really good taste. I'll always go for for udon over ramen just because I like the noodles so much more. Yeah, I love the good like mac and cheese where like the noodles on top are like a little like crispy, and then you have like the bread crumbs. Oh yeah, if you then, bake like, it, the melted yeah, cheese. Oh good baked mac and cheese i love mac and cheese i love cheese so much but if i eat like a shit ton of it now like my insides would kill me but you know what it's worth it and it makes me think of there's this place in san diego they have them all over it's like a fondue place where they have like cheese you know you can like choose what kind of cheese you want you can like dip like certain foods in the cheese then they have like for dessert they have like a chocolate fountain thing or like chocolate fondue or whatever like that makes me just want to go there and just eat everything and all the cheeses and it's always the one- cheeses that smell that are like the best cheeses. Oh yeah, I love strong cheeses. Oh. Cheese is just so good. Like dairy is just <sighs> wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Colton, for a wonderful pasta question. Um, we have one also from our friend Rick. And Rick says, what's the first TV show that really hooked you? I'm not talking cartoons as a kid, but maybe a primetime or drama type show. For me, it was Wonder Years. I was close enough to the age to Kevin Arnold to make it relatable. Plus, Winnie Cooper and Madeline Swoon. Um... I definitely watched a lot of Wonder Years. Um, but the first show that I was like a like fan of would have been Star Trek The Next Generation, um, which I first saw when I was I was like maybe like six or seven. And I remember I was at my grandmother's house and I was just like flipping through channels. And all of a sudden there's like people in weird uniforms and like on a spaceship. And just, like, immediately, for whatever reason, that was, like, something my little kid mind had never seen before and was then watched that and watched it, like, religiously till the end of its run. Yeah, I'm trying to think of shows that I was into that hooked me that were actually good shows, but all of them were awful because, like, as, like, you know, growing up, I loved, like, awful like drama, like soap opera shit, like the Secret Life of the American Teenager about that 15-year-old that gets pregnant at band camp. Like that was just like a whole like soap opera Like I loved the shit out of that show. It was like ridiculous and crazy. Like 
this it was just the whole like plot lines like this chick you know thought that her dad died because she had sex for the first time and her being like i did this to my dad like just a crazy crazy ass shit like everyone you know getting pregnant at the same time like someone randomly you know just it it was just such a weird show because just something happened um, I remember when I got out of um, high school, I really liked Supernatural. I was really into that until I realized that after 15 seasons, they're still doing the same fucking thing. You know, this person's in purgatory. This person's out of purgatory. This person's dead. Castiel's over here doing something. Castiel is, you know, now dead. Castiel is now possessed and things season. I don't know. It's just There's just so much. I'm trying to think if there's any other shows that I was, like, really into. Um, I watch a lot of Friends. I watch a lot of, like, How I Met Your Mother. I never want to watch How I Met Your Mother again. I don't know why, but just, like, thinking about the show now just makes me angry. Um, Friends, yeah. Same with Friends. Like, I would never watch Friends again because I watched it so fucking much growing up. I mean, like, I thought it was funny when I was, like, a kid, but now I was, like, a 20-something-year-old. I'm, like, it's not really relatable anymore. Oh, man. I, yep. I just for lack of anything else to do, I was, and it was, it's all on HBO Max, and I could not make it through the pilot. I watched, I watched almost all of Friends when it was on, but, it, like, that pilot is, there's so many jokes about Ross's wife being a lesbian. It's just, like, it's, like, the entire like 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 every f- like five fucking minutes there's in there a joke about her being a lesbian and it's like jesus christ this is aged badly it has and it's it's interesting just ross and rachel's relationship and how like glamorized that was like ross was fucking awful he's the fucking like, worst i hate that guy uh, and then fucking ted mosby's awful too like, uh, fuck ted oh he is like the worst of like the he he like like ross he's one of those like he's a nice guy yeah, you know, like no, <laughs> nice guys are never nice guys. Yeah, I feel like once we finish recording, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, there's this show. But I mean, it must show that it obviously didn't stick with me. That you know, I'm not you know sitting here being like, there is this show. But I don't know, like I'm not really like a a TV show kind of gal, mm. like. Um, I feel like I, when I start something, I have to finish it. Like, Orange is the New Black, like, ugh. That show was just rough. You know, from the beginning, like, to the end. But that's why I don't watch, like, shows just like that, like that anymore. Like, there's that, that one show on Hulu, the, with Elizabeth Moss. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. I hear how good that is, but I just, I can't do it. Like, that's just too much for me. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, that, that was one of those ones where I'm like, you know what, maybe if it were a different political landscape right now, I would watch that, but it's a little too close to the bone. Oh, there was Scandal um, with Kerry Washington. I loved that show. It was on ABC. It was a Shonda Rhimes show. She did, like, Grey's Anatomy yeah, and bunch of other shows like i loved scandal i loved how ridiculous it was like it was a little soap opera too but it was like the perfect amount and it just olivia pope was just like an icon like she still is like her and her wine and popcorn like i just i love it 
Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I watched a lot of X-Files as a kid because I would have been like 10 or so when that was going on. I watched all of that. Um, I was like in like a preteen to teenager year. I watched um, my mom and I would watch ER all the time. That was a fun one. And I, I I rewatched like maybe the first season of ER last year and it's still like mostly really good. Like it, you know, it looks a little I mean it looks like a show shot in the mid nineties, but I still like that one a lot. And you've got young George Clooney with his like bouffant hair and like being all handsome and shit. But uh no, I'm not trying to think. Uh, I was really into Buffy, but that was that would have been later. And yeah, I started Buffy, but I just haven't finished it yet for some reason. It's just one of those shows where just like I'll hop back on it later. But God, this was years ago that I got onto Buffy. Um, I remember watching Desperate Housewives with my mom. That show was also ridiculous. I feel like the common theme with me as a teenager and now is I love my soap opera shows. Yeah, I like I love either. the, like the ridiculousness of just like all different scenarios. I feel like that's why I'm like so prepared for any s- situation or any scenario is because I watch all these ridiculous shows and know that like anything could happen. So that's why when something like dramatic or totally crazy happens, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's okay. We'll fix this. <laughs> I know as soon as we as soon as we end this, there's not yeah, there's something they're like, oh no, this is really the show that I watched the most as a kid, but I mean I I know I know Star Trek was the big one because like I remember seeing it for the first time and even remember like what the episode was, but <sighs> well yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah, um we also got one from the Toy Power podcast. Um, Toy Power is a. Uh, they are based in South Australia, and they they talk about toy collecting. And if you're at all interesting in like action figures or anything, I I highly recommend you check them out. They're just like they're just like really nice guys who are really passionate about toys, but don't like they don't like. I mean, they take them seriously, but not to the point where they're like m- like get mad when something comes out that they don't like. Like they just are all really chill, and that is a nice break from Star Wars fans. Oh, that's awesome! Some more Australian friends. I'm looking at their page right now: Trent, Ben, and Darren. Uh, yeah, awesome! What a delight! I love making new friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also uh, Frank is another host of that, and I, I, Fresh told me that he thinks Frank's the one who mostly. Uh, like handles her Twitter account so this question might be from him but it is using lightsaber tech what weapon would you create no matter how impractical mine nunchucks I yeah I don't know what I don't know what a light sword nunchuck would be but that is an awesome idea yeah well hello Frank sorry I, I didn't address you um I don't know I'm really bad at like thinking about like weapons like maybe something like proton like i'm thinking of like 
Ghostbusters and like you know maybe like a vacuum like you can make like a vacuum up and like you know evaporate people with it and I guess you can use some lightsaber technology to do that or like you can like use like the lightsaber crystal you know to like shoot so maybe something like that but it's like it's like a vacuum and like you carry it around like the Ghostbusters and then it's like choo 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 uh, my my immediate thought was uh, a Batleth, which is the the Klingon um, weapon from Star Trek, and basically it's like a big curved blade that you can use one or two handed, but it's like a big like arc shape, and I think that would be a cool laser weapon and one that's actually like sort of doable. Hmm. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I, I'm mostly I just keep thinking about nunchucks and like swinging around a lightsaber. That's so dangerous. You could like accidentally like lose an arm or a limb or something. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, how'd you lose the tip of your nose? <laughs> oh, I was playing with the nunchucks again. I try it because okay, here's two things I would quickly harm myself with: a lightsaber and nunchucks. So those two combined is. <laughs> <laughs> is a little bit exciting. Would, I would accidentally behead myself in about 15 seconds. Oh, that's how I feel with knives. Like, that's why I'm terrified of knives is for some reason, every time I have one or cut something, I accidentally, like, cut myself or something. And that's why I don't cook or bake or anything because I know that I don't have any skills in that and because knives terrify me. I have to be that person wearing that, like, super ultra glove that, like, even if I accidentally, like, get my finger, I won't cut it off. Or I don't know. I, I'd have to figure out how to cut without. But I don't know. Knives terrify me. So maybe something with a knife. But oh man, now I maybe want with like yeah. protective gear. Oh, like a little, like a little lightsaber dagger. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be fun. I don't know what it would be, but lightsaber throwing stars. Oh, it's like a boomerang, and they come back to you. Oh, lightsaber boomerang. I mean, you don't really need yeah. you don't really need it because if you have the force, you can just like force pull your thing. But I'm all I got lightsaber boomerang. Yeah, I mean, if you're still training and like the force is like you know, it can be like a little training, like a, your little training wheels, you know, and you can like turn off the button to make it boomerangy, you know, because it's like I don't need the boomerang; I have the force. But you know, for them unforced users, it's like training wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I love bicycles. I know. I, every time, like, I'm, like, on a hike or something, like, with Carlos, and we see people on bikes, I always get sad because, like, Carlos doesn't know how to ride a bike. And I'm always, like, I want you to learn how to ride a bike so that we can do, like, bike things. Because when we went to the Grand Canyon, there are people just, like, strolling along on their bikes. I'm, like, that'd be, like, so much fun. Like, I don't know why. Just, like, I haven't ridden a bike in a long time. But, like, doing it as, like, not a sport, but just, like, as, like, you know, like working out or like, you know, scenery and shit. But yeah, I need to teach them how to ride a bike. But that requires me to one, have a bike. And I don't know how that would go teaching a 20, 20 something year old dude how to ride a bike. But if anyone has any like bike training, like tips I can give to Carlos, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know as an adult how you learn to ride a bike. Because it's not I don't there's not like a driver's ed where you can go like take a class. And it's weird to like have your girlfriend te- I also like I don't even know how to start teaching somebody that because it's just like I know not, I know how to ride a bike you ride it like so I don't know how to tell somebody to ride a bike 
I would have to get him like the protective gear, like the elbow pads, and like the knee pads and like a, a helmet, you know, because I don't want him to hurt his, his precious face. I was going to say little face, but his precious face. Now I'm just imagining you doing the, the mom or dad thing where you're you're like running along beside them, like holding the back of the bike. I need to do that. I need to get Rusty to record that or something. That'd be really funny. Yeah, I'm going to tell him after we're done recording. Hey, we're going to learn how to ride a bicycle. Get Rusty to teach him. Yeah, maybe, but that, that'd be weird. I feel like Rusty would be like, why am I teaching him how to ride a bike? Like, Rusty would just question it. Like, the thing with Rusty is he's so picky and he's so like, why am I doing this? Well, you're doing this because of this. But yeah, that's probably a good idea. But first, I need a bike. So oh, I need to get yeah. a bike first talk about oh my dreams of bicycles but <laughs> i don't even fucking own one anymore <laughs> that's life i guess yeah there's no way i can uh, the idea of riding a bicycle in new york city like i could i could ride one around here like because there's some like smaller streets but like the idea, people when i see people on bikes in manhattan i'm just like no 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 <laughs> terrified i know when i'm walking in coronado um, there's always those people that are riding bicycles. Would you rather have someone um, ring their little um, their bell at you or say on your left? I don't know. I feel like I would rather have a bell. Yeah, because sometimes like there are those people that ring the bell and say on your left or something. But then like there are those people that there's those aggressive bike riders that are like, hey, get out of the way. I'm right behind you. I'm like, you should have told me that when I wasn't right behind you so that I could have moved. But, you know, there's also a thing called a bike lane, sir. And you're not in the designated bike lane. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I if they're know. not in the bike lane, then fuck them. Exactly. But yeah, I always question that because I'm always like, you know, when I'm on my groove and I'm walking or I'm running or something, I'm just like, I feel bad I'm in their way. But is there like a different way that they could have approached this? Or am I just overthinking this? But also like, you know, props to them for, you know, warning me before hitting me because that would be bad for both of us. But I don't know. I, I'm too nice and I blame it on myself. Be like, I'm sorry. It was me. I did this. You know, it was my fault. I was in your way. Sorry, I can't see behind me. I don't have eyes behind my back, but you know, it's fine. <sighs> all right. Uh, does that cover all of our questions? Yeah, except, I mean, that covers all the Twitter ones. We, um, we were emailed one from a uh, previous mentioned Chris Fresh, and I'm, I, from what he has said to me, I'm very nervous to hit play on this. I feel like I'm going to regret it. I'm so I'm always so excited to hear from Chris Fresh. Just cuz it's like you know just like the whole to me she's royalty thing. Like that's how I feel about Fresh. Like to me he's royalty. <laughs> he's the best. He's my favorite person. I'm very glad that we know him. Very thankful to have him in our lives. I say that before I start up this thing. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's okay. I'm so significant. I'm getting myself braced. Hello, Brittany and Emily. So I was listening to your last episode and you kind of didn't say some nice, you said some kind of rude things about me, which 
that disappointed me a little bit because I've been calling you Canto Kittens, but really, you came across in my eyes as Canto Bullies. <laughs> and I've gone out of my way to send you loving voicemails. I've been addressing you, but it's ne- it, it's never enough. You know, I was called out for not asking my beloved Emily enough questions. And I felt a little hurt because, you know, it's clear how I feel about Emily. And Britt, I just didn't want to leave you out of the game. Um, But that's okay. You know, um, I think I was told to go fuck myself, um, which is kind of funny if you know me. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so I'm going to ask you a Star Wars question, Uh Emily. And it's one of your favourite topics, that's Star Wars animation. And that would be, since you're such a curmudgeon when it comes to Star Wars animation and always talking about having to watch it and not enjoying it, et cetera, et cetera, although you gave Resistance a pass and Resistance was the shit, um, if you could choose a topic and an animation style that you would happily sit there and watch, what would be the topic and what would be the format is in like, is it anime? Is it your old school 80s style cartoon? Um, I assume it's probably not something Clone Wars-esque considering you weren't a fan. Like what would Emily Lind want? There you go. You got your question. Um, you got me on the show, which always big downloads, big downloads when you have me there. Um, it's been fun to uh, – Actually, oh, no. no, I'm not done with the questions. You want <laughs> questions? You're going to get questions. So I've been thinking about something. As somebody that's been on the bench for a long time, which means for those that don't know or that don't listen to a Geek Dudes, fantastic podcast, by the way, um, it means I haven't been getting laid. My system always used to be that, after things had gotten going, that I would go down, I would take care of my lady friend. And that way, if perhaps I underperformed in the actual thrusting department, it wouldn't matter because I've definitely made sure that she's been satisfied. My question to you is, is that acceptable because I'm actually thinking of my partner and wanting her to get off or am I taking the coward's way out and being lazy in the actual act itself? Both of you can answer that one. Um, but particularly Emily, I'm curious on what your thoughts are. Just, you know, asking for a friend. Um, alrighty then being good to spend. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got another question. Um, this one I'll direct to you, Emily. When- okay, I'm pausing it because I feel like we we got it. We're gonna get too many questions, and we I'll get back to it. But let's let's two the, let's answer two the questions. first two. Let's answer the first two, and then we'll go back. Um, the, the idea of Chris Fresh calling me a curmudgeon is good. I mean, I am, but of all people to accuse me of that. First of all, like I I still will stand up for resistance. It had its flaws, but. For the most part, pretty breezy, and you can just sort of watch it. Um, style, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like anime style. Uh, it can be really pretty, but I don't. I don't like the way things tend to move in anime. 
Um, I wouldn't want Clone Wars. I just kind of want like a traditional like 2D animation. I stylistically, I'm okay with resistance. Like it, it's not the best looking show, but if you had resistance with a bigger animation budget, I, I mean that, that that's just like the yeah, just like the straightforward like old school thing. That'd be fine with me. Um, I don't know what I want in terms. Oh, you know what? Give me, give me uh, Star Wars pirates. Give me That's like cool. like Kondo and his crew, and they're off on piratey adventures, being pirates. Um, maybe every once in a while there's a Jedi or something. But for the most part, you know, they're just like trying to avoid the, you know, the Empire or the First Order. Or if it's like, maybe, you know, maybe you go back and you're doing it like, you know, let's say we're doing a, a High Republic show. Then they're avoiding the Republic. And yeah, just fun, fun piratey adventure cartoon. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I, I'm going to answer this, too. Even though this was directed at Emily, I hope I'm allowed to answer fresh. Um, that's tricky. I, I think I, I like the classic animation styles, too, or like something like 80s. But I'm really bad at like picking, you know, what kind of show I would want. Like, I would almost want something, you know, with characters that aren't involved at all. Like, with everything going on in the Star Wars galaxy. Like, I like that aspect of uh, Resistance where, you know, it was set during the times and, like, they were reacting to it, but they were also fighting it. Like, I would love, like, just people just being like, how the fuck do we get out of this? You know, like, with the Jedi Purge, like, you know, them, like, or some people, you know, finding a Jedi, you know, like a little youngling, you know, just being like, we gotta hide the youngling, you know, and just figuring out, you know, how to raise a Jedi. You know, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. But, yeah, like, uh, that would be fun. Um, do you want to answer the other question? Yeah, okay. Um, first of all, I mean, I'm good on you, man. Like, that's, I'm probably not knowledge I'm away for later. But no, that, I think that's good. I don't, I don't think it's cheating. And I think it's, like, I think it's weird that, that you think of it as, like, a, a separate thing. I mean, to me, that's just, like part of the whole parcel and like to certainly like the the goal of you know like making sure your partner is satisfied is like you know more important than like how you go about getting there like it's not like a, a an orgasm from oral is less valid than one from penetration yeah, that's the thing is that there's no shortcuts. It just is a different path, you know, to your final destination. You know, it's the same, it, you know, it could depend potentially like the same time and the same effort, but it's just a different path and it gets you the same result, you know, if better, if worse, you know, but I don't think anyone complains about, you know, an orgasm, you know, an orgasm is an orgasm, you know? Yeah. And I think if that's, you know, if you're like, I, I say, take the take the one that's more guaranteed than 
risk it not happening. Yeah, or the one that your partner, you know, if, if you're like, you know, my partner would really appreciate this, then, you know, do that, you know, but yeah, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but I say, yeah, I, I, I would say don't think of it as like a, as a separate thing. It's just a, like a different step along the way. Yeah. And they like props to you. Cause like some, a lot of people like don't do that. You know, a lot of people don't focus on, you know, their partner's wants and needs. And the fact that you do is that's awesome. Like good for you. Like more people should do that, but they don't because a lot of people suck, but you don't suck. So good job. Yay, let's go back. Oh my god, there's still like two minutes left to this voicemail, so I have more to be worried about. Masturbating. Are you a hand person or are you an apparatus person? You know, I it, it might help for some visual storytelling. Um, just having this information. Um, hope it wasn't too personal of a question but i know the things people enjoy about canto bite are how you are all just open books so i'm sure you'll have no problem answering my question and the listeners will really look forward to your answers and yeah all righty then love you no no got another question you know it's funny like these questions are just flowing out of me like you know you ask me for questions and here they are like there's so many questions um, Emily, have you ever had a weird sort of sexual desire and performed it, but the second you did it, you had a sense of dread of, oh, that wasn't what I actually wanted to do at all and had instant regret? Like I myself have never done anything like that, but just wondering, Emily, whether you've gone through something like that. And I've got a friend also who would like to know whether you've <laughs> gone through anything like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry I didn't conform to your standard fuck, marry, kills or bed watchers, but, you know, you ask me for questions and I have an inquiring mind and uh, that's what come to mind and I'm sure your listeners will appreciate your answers as always. Um, love you both and we'll speak soon. You'll never know when I'll pop up with more questions. Who knows what's floating in that brain of mind? Did I say brain of mind? I meant brain of mind. Look, it's technically early where I am, so... Give me a pass, right? Just leave me alone. Love you. Bye. I I love how uh, aggressively he sends us content for our podcast. It's just, it's passionate. That's what it is. And I just, I sort of, I, I also appreciate the, the, like, smugness of both knowing we will answer these questions but also like wanting to be like slightly trolling in them anyway um but like you said we are we are we are open books we've talked about this stuff before i'm certain there are people who have turned off the podcast at this point and that's fine i totally get it but um uh okay so the first question was masturbation uh like i mean either both like I have you know like I have a couple of vibrators and I use them but 
you know, like depending on the mood, sometimes hand is fine. Like, you know, there's, there's stuff a vibrator can do that uh, hand can't. So if you just want like a quick, like powerful thing, like that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I don't own any. Uh, what do you call it? Apparatus or uh, yeah, apparatus. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't own any apparatuses. So that's the answer uh, to to my question or to the question. Well, I know what boo should get you for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Just those things are like so expensive. You know, like. Eh. I mean, he always jokes around, like, what if I got you this? And I'm like, oh, no, you can. But just don't get it from, like, Wish or something or, like, <laughs> those fucking... Because he gets everything from, like, Wish or whatever. And it just it frustrates me so much because I'm just like, it takes, like, 500 weeks to get here. And it's, like, shit quality. And he's like, well, you could spend this much money and get this. And I'm like, no. Like, you just see things as a deal because he loves them deals. And I'm like, no, just let me buy you things. But. No, uh, I uh, uh, the website Babeland is really good for like very good like d- descriptions and reviews and lots of like different like categories for everything imaginable. So if you know what type of thing you want, that's a good place to go. Um, also, very nice in like uh, like in they have a couple of stores in New York and they're very brightly lit and clean and friendly staff it's sort of like an apple store but for sex toys that seems cool i would definitely you know if we weren't going through a pandemic like i would love to you know go to one of those places i don't know i feel like you know the past couple months like i feel like i've been like I've been going through a lot of like transformative stuff. Like if you don't follow me on social media, I've lost over 70 pounds in the past like year. And like, I, I, I'm a new fucking person. Like I look in the mirror sometimes to take pictures. I don't even fucking recognize myself. So it's interesting, like, you know, re getting to know your body. And I feel like that's what I'm going through right now. Just like, just going, just, you know, just it, it's it's like dating a new person and you like getting to know them. Like that's how I feel about like my body right now. So, yeah, maybe I do need to you know experiment you know with different different things and different. But that's why it's awesome to you know have a wonderful partner who's supportive and who's like, yeah, let's do this. You know, but you know to go to the next question of is there anything that you've ever done and you're like, oh shit, I don't think there's anything I've done or tried where I'm like. Ah, no this is this is bad but i mean maybe like the first time i got choked i was like ah, this is scary but i'm like yeah no it's not but what about you no there's nothing that i, I can't i think of anything that i i mean like i mean you know like there's people i regret fooling around with but that's a very different question um no i think because in like i tend to like work through my fantasies a lot before and like before enacting any of them that I tend to know it's something I'm I'm genuinely going to be into um uh I'm trying to think like you know I had I had a lot of, of friends in college who were into the 
the kink scene and have like done like play parties and stuff but that's all stuff that like you know like you you know you start slowly but i i really everything there i sort of like enjoyed um i'm just trying to think if there's anything like super like what i've been like oh no that's that's not for me because that no i i think i think everything i've done i've really either it's been sort of like a mild eh that's fine but not really into it or like no that's like very much my jam so ooh, maybe anal for me i still uh, i'm still afraid yeah <laughs> that makes sense it's yeah it just it it, it, I don't know. It just, it's, it, it, yeah, I just, I don't know still. Just, you know, just one of those things, you know? Like, will I do it? Maybe. Will I not do it? I don't know. You know, it depends. Yeah, you man. Know? It's, it's you, just, you know, do what you're, do what you're comfortable with. Like, it's in the end of the day, like, it's your body. And if that's not something you want to, if you know that's not something you want to do, then that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally fine. It just intrigues me. Yeah. And then, you know, like anything else, you start, you start, you start really slow. It's, you know, like it doesn't, you know, immediately have to be like, you know, like a huge fucking dodo up your ass or anything. But in fact, that's, that's a really bad way to start anything. Like, you know, go slow with anything, like any new thing that you're exploring, you go slow when you have a, you know, if you're with a partner, you make sure that there's somebody, you know, you can trust to like, always be checking in with you and I mean that's something I really um learned from from like King and BDSM stuff is like every step of the way like you're making sure that everybody's happy with what's happening before you do anything else and you have you know you have established safe words and you have established red lines and just constantly communicating yeah, communication is so important. And, you know, it's awesome to have, you know, a partner who's understanding and, you know, who's comforting and who's, you know, always checking in, you know, making sure everything's all good, everything's, you know, comfortable, everything's, you know, going good. So. Yeah, but maybe for everybody else, like, you know, like, you know, like being, being, whether it's, like, you know, like being choked or being like tied up and paddled or whatever like i've always i've always at the end like enjoyed myself and am like happy that i've tried things mm-hmm. yeah did he ask any more questions or was that the last i one? think that was the last question wow we haven't been asked sexual things in a long time yeah like our podcast was you know almost we were almost able to take off the explicit part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we, we do we do no. swear an awful lot, but everyone swears. Maybe yeah. I mean, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Chris Fresh. Uh, that was that was less painful than I thought it would be. I, it was more questions than I thought, but that's fine too. They give us give us plenty of content. That's good. Yeah, I, I love the content. I love the questions. Um, I, I, I don't love how aggressively they were asked, but that's fine. I think he was just excited. You can kind of tell like how, how hard he was breathing. And 
<laughs> you know, he, he really he really talked about how his friend wanted to know too. Like, who is his friend? Like, you got I, I think you got to ask. I think is I think that's his friend Chris Fresh. It all makes sense. I can't believe that he also knows someone else with the same name. What are the chances of that? <laughs> Here's the thing: is like I kind of in like I mean, I mean, retaliation isn't quite the wrong word because I I'm perfectly fine with these questions being asked, but sort of in retaliation because he meant it to be like an embarrassing thing. Uh, I want to like send geek dudes inappropriate questions, but the problem is I don't because I like like I don't want to subject Mitch to that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I know. I always want to, like, send questions. To- I'm always so afraid to send questions. Like, I remember when I first, like, uh, kind of got myself into the community, like, when I would send emails, like, I would spend, like, hours, you know, looking it over, making sure that it's not confusing at all or anything. And especially, like, when I send voicemails, like, I've sent some to, like, the Sith list or, you know, different podcasts. I always, I'm like, I need to record this seven times. I need to write down a script. I need to do this or that. But I don't know. I just I hope our our geek dudes are doing well, and I I hope I hope that everyone surrounded by the geek dudes are doing well. I hope Lady J. I love Lady J. I hope she's doing well. I want I want good things for all of our lovely friends. Exactly. Except maybe some slightly less good things for Chris Fresh sometimes. No, you want the, you want the best things from Chris Fresh. Yes, I do. I love him a lot. But that's a secret. I'm willing to keep that secret and not tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but thank, thank, thank you, Chris. Um, I I like the I like that our podcast is one where we can get questions about Star Wars or preferred pasta types or preferred masturbation technique. Yeah, it's communication's great. And if you know anyone has any questions or concerns, you know, email us. You know, we're, we're open books. You know, we we want to help and you know discuss any topics. Just let us know. Yeah, uh, you can write us cantobitepod at gmail dot com. Um, you know, Chris's was a voice message, but you can just send us regular email too, and we'll read them out. Um, you can do what other people do: tweet us cantobitepod. Um, the, you know, the, generally I remember to ask before we record if anybody has questions, but you don't have to like wait for me to do that. If you have questions, tweet at us or, or DM us, um, anytime. And that's fine. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. Brittany, where are you on social media? I'm on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. There we go. Uh, let's see what else. Listen, like I said, you know, uh, listen to the Geek Dudes. Listen to Toy Power. Um, yeah. Find find nice th- people who make nice things and listen to them. Yeah, like listen to Blue Harvest. Listen to The Sith List. Listen to Steel Wars. We love Steel. Steel's a good dude. There's a there's a lot of new podcasts out there too. Check them out. We'll, we'll tweet them. You know, like that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that you know anyone like Emily and I could get together, and be like, hey, let's start a podcast, and then 163 episodes later, you know, we're talking about you know masturbation techniques. Yeah, there we go. And uh, like I saw that uh, our friend Ian, who's written in 
before is starting one up soon. They are doing it with um, Maria from Sisters with Sabres and somebody else who I don't know. Uh, I think his name is Ben. We might have interacted in the past, but it didn't didn't immediately ring a bell. So as soon as that show comes out, we'll make sure to plug that because there's good people involved. Uh, anything else to say, Brittany? No, I think we covered everything. Yay. Okay. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Again, you know, write us, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show. Um, and thank you for your support. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinch, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Ghetto bitch number one.